This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. All right, let's just see here. Fear.com.com. Enter. Hello? Hello? What's all that? Jimmy, I need you to get off the internet. I need to make a phone call. Mom, I'm on the computer. I don't care. Gertrude needs me to call her. We are having our garden meeting this week, and I need to get in touch with her to talk about the azaleas. But I'm trying to watch a snuff film. I don't care if you're watching a Snuffleupagus film, son. You need to come down and do these dishes because they are not going to do themselves. Just give me like two minutes. Fine, I will give you two minutes to watch your Snuffleupagus film, but then you need to come down and do these dishes. Oh, God. Enter. Do you like to watch? I mean, yeah. Enter. Do you want to hurt me? Not... Really? You're lying. What? Wait a sec. Oh, what's going on? It's freezing again. Mom! Jimmy, you need to get down and wash these dishes. I've given you more than enough time to get on the internets, and you have taken too much time. This needs to get done. My mom won't let me watch this. Enter. Would she like to play? Mom, do you want to hurt the nice lady on the internet? Jimmy, no, are you watching? Father McGillicuddy told you you would go blind if you kept doing that. You need to get down here and wash these dishes. Mom, you want to watch the movie or not? She's talking to me. Fine, I will watch your Snuffleupagus films while you do the dishes, all right? Fine, just get, get down here. Uh... My mom will watch dot dot dot. Maybe don't use foul language. Enter. Enjoy. You know when I pick a movie, that's when I'm under pressure now. The question always comes back to me what will they think? Strap in, log on. Here we are this week Check with another out. <laughs> with another episode of What Were They Thinking, a podcast about bad to questionable movies. I am Brendan. And I'm Nathan. And we are talking about a movie presented to us by someone who took the Marovich Challenge. It's kind of like the Pepsi Plunge, but not as good. Um, <laughs> but we are joined here by the man who picked this movie, Mr. Drew Hallam from the Real Feels podcast. Drew, welcome. I just want to apologize now <laughs> and for forever. <laughs> watching this movie felt like I was taking a Pepsi Plunge from CM Punk 
wrestling oh, reference. Got it in. Oh, really early. Wow. <laughs> yeah. We're going to get that out of the way. <laughs> so we can focus on this great movie. Right? <laughs> Go Bolt. We are talking about uh, a movie starring uh, podcast repeat offender Stephen Dorff. And that is, of mm-hmm. course, the 2002 smash hit. And when I say smash hit, I mean it cost $40 million to make and it didn't crack 20. Fear.com. Dot com. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because right, off the, right out of the gate, this movie um, tried to just be fear.com. Like that's like the website that everybody goes to, but they couldn't buy the rights to the website fear.com. So they had to, in the movie, they have to go to fear.com, all one word, dot com. Dot com. Yeah. <laughs> Which right out of the gate, you're, you're, that's <laughs> pretty corny. <laughs> Drew, Drew, why fear.com? You know what? It it just kind of came to me a while back, a couple of months ago, when mm. I couldn't really remember anything about it, and I and I decided to rewatch it myself. And upon rewatching it, I was just like, "Damn, this is terrible. This is absolutely awful." And then you sent me that challenge, and you're like, "Hey, watch this." And I'm like, "What is it?" No, 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 watch this. <laughs> You'll get to pick a movie. And, and so after watching it, I thought to myself, "How can I thank Brendan?" for making me watch this video. <laughs> so this is I, I this is uh, a, a movie uh, that <laughs> yeah it's 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 something. I mean technically that is also not I was that had, was inflicted upon me through no fault of my own. <laughs> no uh, no not at all. Just like one of the upcoming listeners choice ones. Mhm. Yeah. <laughs> that's the yeah. that's the karma. I, I had nothing to do with either of those and yet I still oh and collateral damage. I'll <laughs> show you collateral damage. Watch fear.com. <laughs> Guys. You know what? You get to you get to see Jeffrey Combs. At least there's that. In a and, role and, where and, he does nothing. <laughs> and Udo Kier. In a role where he does nothing. Wasted. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, do you like character actors? Do you like great character actors? Do you like seeing them show up in movies and then and then being like, I don't know why they showed up, but okay. <laughs> Because that's pretty much fear.com, essentially. This movie, oh God. So it's about an evil website. (laughs) Plot! Stephen Dorff Dorff is a police officer. Um, There is um, a string of murders. And he's also like got this long-standing cop villain kind of back and forth tete-a-tete with a doctor, like this doctor murderer serial killer type guy, played by Stephen Rhea. Yes, the main character from The Crying Game. A little bit of a step down. Um, I'm more familiar with his sister's work. His sister Daya. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not familiar with Stephen Rhea, like, and you have watched Netflix's The Stranger, like he's in that for a little bit. Okay. And I and I just recently watched um, Out After Dark. Okay. And so he plays the father in that horror film. He's also great in a movie called Life is Sweet. All this being said, not a great choice here. Um, but, no. <laughs> but Stephen Ray is a doctor, yeah, so they have that little back and forth. Meanwhile, there seems to be this ongoing thing where people are visiting this website, fear.com.com, and just losing their minds slowly for 48 hours until they just fucking die. And this is all supposed to tie together, and it ties together super clunky, and hilarity. Oh, my God. Hilarity ensues. This is, I, by the way, this is my impression of every line of dialogue in this movie. 
Uh, we're gonna go to fear.com. Yeah, you go on the website. It's, the website's killing people. Uh, we're gonna Don't go to the website. Don't go there. Don't go there. It's basically just tell me where he is. <laughs> it's basically muttering and the occasional scream. Yeah, and then not listening to what was screamed at them. No. Right. Everyone is advised to not go to that website and then immediately goes to that website. Everyone is so stupid in this movie. Yeah. We start with a terrible opening credit sequence. Like, what is this? MDP Worldwide. Oh, man. Web. Just like the logos and the, like, 2002. And there's a lot of fart rock in this movie, too. It's butt rock. Oh, yeah. Butt rock, fart rock. No, the reason why it's called butt rock is because it's those. it's the music... That's played on those stations that play nothing but rock. Oh, okay. But rock. So we start, yeah, terrible opening credit sequence right out the bat. And we see a man walking through a very scary subway terminal with lots of <laughs> darkness and floodlight. He sees a, a, a little girl with a white ball bouncing. And you're like, okay, so this is where we we're getting into it right out the bat. Here we go. Entertaining, scary opening sequence. Right, guys? <laughs> Mm. Enter, enter, ghostly metaphor. <laughs> um, the uh, the the serial killer in this movie, we, we, you did mention, is it's the doctor. Was his full name like Doctor Gogol? G O G O L. I don't know. Because there was that there was graffiti with that name that popped up every once in a while, usually during a scene with the ghost girl. Oh, maybe. But I don't think they ever explicitly said that was his name. And if that's the case, you know, that and that if that's supposed to be <laughs> that like should a, have been a given. Yeah. If that's a clue <laughs> as to what happened to this ghost girl that, yeah, it should have been explained pretty clearly. And it wasn't. Everything is over explained and not explained enough at the same time in this movie. Yep. I think I think that's a good way to describe it. But yeah, he see, so this guy, he sees this little girl. She's got a white ball. This guy, by the way, is Udo Kier. Don't get used to it. He leaves in about two minutes. Um, <laughs> I think he's, he thinks that she's going to get like hit by a train or something. So he, yes. like, he jumps down. Right. And I don't understand this part at all right off the bat because he, the train is coming and he just runs forward. And I'm like, well, that's... Because he, he wants to try and, like I guess, get off the track. Aside from just... He could have gone flush with the wall and saved himself. Which he himself. was doing. Right. I don't know. But he. But on the other side, I noticed when they had the wide shot, there's like just a little ramp. Like he literally just has to hop over the ramp. And he would have been fine. And and the fun. I mean, this scene is hilarious because he gets hit by the train and then like bumped up against the wall. I was like, what is that? What is that? <laughs> while while like death gripping that book that he was holding tight. Yes. Yeah. Oh man, so he, um, yeah, so that guy dies. That's the opening scene. Uh, we then meet <laughs> Terry, played by Natasha McElhone, I think is how you pronounce her name. Macaloni? Macaloni? I, I, I would say, hey, I, I would Macaloni. say, Macaloni. <laughs> Natasha Macaroni. <laughs> Natasha Macaroni. <laughs> <laughs> Natasha Macaroni. Michelhone? Michelhone? I guess, well, I guess she's going up for your name is what now? Yeah. I, I, I'm going to. For her real name, not her character's name. I'm, I'm calling her <laughs> Natasha Macaroni for the rest of this podcast. <laughs> so, Macaroni as a, as a big orange cat, and uh, the, the cat uh, drops a mouse off in one of her shoes, and she says, huh, Oh, Benny. Looks like we're in the same profession. <laughs> Great dialogue. 
Yeah. We cut. Get used to it. <laughs> we cut to the uh, the subway terminal where Stephen Dorff is there investigating. And apparently, there's also a traffic cop waving his wand to direct. No traffic. What traffic is he directing? All the other trains. There's one train and it is stopped. <laughs> Guys, don't drive through the subway tunnel. Please stay back. <laughs> Everything in this city that they that they go to, like every place they go to, the you train station, the police station, yeah. is that where it is? I'm pretty it, sure. It was filmed in Vancouver oh. 100%. It Okay, I'm it looks that. it looks like grimy and dirty. And I don't understand why. Yeah. Like the hospital even looks old. Like it looks like European, like, you know, we couldn't afford anything past like 1982. Which is like stylings. Yeah. Which is crazy. I mean, because if that's a budget thing, this movie costs $40 million. So I don't know what's going on with that. It's not like you're paying Stephen Dorff 20 million. (laughs) Yeah. But you got to pay for Udo Kier and Jeffrey Coombs. (laughs) For their seven minute roles combined. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, like, take the CDC, like, uh, you know, boss's home. Like, they're supposed. She, he's supposed to be like, you know, upper class a little bit, but like, the home looks grungy, yeah. and it it looks very ill furnished as well. <laughs> <laughs> like, the wife seems very stuck up when they interview her, and it's like, I don't know, he almost seemed afraid of it. His computer. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's almost like, it's almost like the opposite of what you usually see, where you see like beat oh. cops living in like twenty million dollar mansions in most movies. Dreadfully sorry, <laughs> and this might explain a fair bit of the grunginess of the city. It wasn't filmed in Vancouver. Oh, it was filmed in Montreal, Quebec. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yep, I can say it. I'm from there. Fuck you, Montreal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Bruins fan, so yeah. Yeah. So Dorf has finds this book. They, well, they, they do find a book on on the body. Uh, it's called The Secret Soul of the Internet. And uh, he's like, he, one of my favorite lines in this movie, because he looks at it and he's like, huh, must have really been into computers, this guy. Mm. <laughs> it's like the no shit award of the film. <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh. <laughs> well, I mean, like the, even the, the later explanation of the book is stupid. He's like, if we just connect a bunch of computers together, it's a supercomputer. And there's like spirit of computers and uh, and energy. It's just see, we watched this movie called Ghost in the Machine, and we weren't really sure. (laughs) 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 So we cut away from that because we got to see the website, which is it says distressed furniture. Is that the name of the website? And that's the thing. Okay, I I thought that it was just that that was weird, but. I, for some reason, I forgot about this mm. point as the movie beat my intelligence into nothingness. <laughs> I had forgotten that they went to distressedfurniture.com or whatever. The, which, by the way, you know what? I feel that distressedfurniture.com would have been a thing before fear.com.com was a thing. And so, yeah. But I forgot that that was the website they'd gone to to see the doctor's shenanigans. And I thought that it was just some weird thing that people were going to fear.com. But dot com. Because of, right, dot com. But because of the, uh, because of the curse, which we're going to get into, uh, that's what led to all the, you know, the supernatural hijinks. Like, just make it about a doctor who kills people on the internet, guys. That's all we need. It would have been perfect. We didn't need the spiritual, uh, the supernatural element, or if you wanted to have that supernatural element, you didn't have to rip off Ringu. Yeah. 
Yeah. Exactly. The, the, the spiritual aspect didn't need to make sense. A, a random ass backstory about like, well, she was a hemophiliac. Like, why? What does that matter? What does that apply? Nothing. I, I wrote down here, it seems like we're already in the middle of the movie because Dorf is like, oh, he's talking about the doctor in his office. And he's like, yeah, we kind of have a, a back and forth. He's one of the skeletons in my closet. And I'm like, what are you talking about? This movie started five minutes ago. You have explained nothing. You, he's been chasing him for like 10 years yeah, or something. Yeah, I'm like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, like, why didn't it have like a cold opening with him like rolling over like old case notes something. or something and or then the, like or at the, you know what the very least the f- like uh the end of the first time he encountered this doctor and then right. 10 years later yeah that i mean yeah. they they do they do that in uh in in face off i mean come on if right. face off can do it you could do it fear.com that would explain why he would look like you know he's been hit by a train except instead of the actual guy who got hit by a train right, right. he could have been he could have been like a young upstart detective trying to make, you know, a case work, and he's actually doing a good job. And it's been 10 years, and it's just been weighing on him because he can't do shit about it. And, yeah. Right. And he's doing, and he's, they're, they're doing a real, like, dear Mr. Policeman, I gave you all the clues or whatever from, like, the snowman. It's, like, the same idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, anyway, at the station, this dude comes in uh, who's, I think he's just shouting German. And he's got bloody eyes and he's, you know, just shouting out German or whatever he's shouting. And he quickly gets locked up and they decide, well, we better go to his uh, dingy ass, barely legally inhabitable apartment to see what's going on. Head on over to Sid Vicious apartment. Yeah. Right. Because I was like, he does not look like Sid Udy at all. (laughs) Another wrestling reference. And they were bringing the the CDC because the guy who got hit by the train, they're all like, well, the train didn't kill him. Like something else killed him and his eyes are bleeding. Mm-hmm. And now we have a German guy with eyes are bleeding. And that's where like, the CDC comes in. Yeah. And they're like, go check his apartment. Check everything. Check everything now. Yeah. So Steven Dorf goes there and I mean, she, uh, Natasha Macaroni shows up and she starts, uh, <laughs> she starts looking around and I think, well, what was the one of the things she, she picks up like a camcorder and Steven Dorf, like, this is a line in the movie. He just looks at it and he goes, Hey, that's evidence. No, she She's says, like, she picks it up and says, oh, do you have any plastic bags? Yeah. Hey, that's evidence. And she's like, yeah. That's she's, why I asked for the plastic <laughs> bag. She's holding it bag. with like a, like a pen or whatever. She's like, I'm not touching it, dude. Right. <laughs> I'm not contaminating this. I work for the fucking CDC. I know what and to do. And they notice, they, they find his girlfriend, the German guy's girlfriend, and she's got the same bloody eyes. And then she's dead like, in the tub. Is it the Ebola virus? And I was like, no, it's Motaba. <laughs> I it's I think it's insane how much that they hadn't confirmed yet at that point that it's it could be contagious. This could be airborne, or you have to touch it. And they're touching everything without gloves. Yep. Well, well and, in, in, fairness, in fairness, they've already encountered. That's not how that works. Oh, okay. Uh, they've already encountered the doctor in the train tunnel and her boyfriend. So as Macaroni notes later, right. we're all infected already. Right. She already if that's yeah. the case. And she did say like, you know, we're already infected, but I'm still thinking like, well, still be professional at least. <laughs> yeah. Like don't try to like cross contaminate anything or spread it. Yeah. So they find that, uh, that woman in the tub, um, uh, Jeffrey Combs is there and I think he checks out her tits like, uh, Will Smith in bad boys too. 
Very much so. <laughs> I was I was actually surprised he wasn't like, no, I'm not looking at no dead girl titties. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted him to be all like, he's like, Styles, Styles, what? Uh, can you please like take this in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, the German dude kills himself in the holding cell and writes for the number forty eight in blood. Creepy. Right. Um, they very yeah. casually find out that there's not a virus because she's like, "Yeah, well, like you guys said, well, we're probably all infected. Oh, we're clear. Okay, guys, we're not infected. All, all their, yeah, all their panels are clean." Yeah, great. Let's go, back, let's go back to touching stuff without gloves. <laughs> oh, my God. So, And then Steven Dorf is driving with Natasha Macaroni, and he's, like, basically telling her, like, he's telling her, like, you know, oh, germs and diseases. Man, I don't like those. Like, mm. great, cool, More very bugs. subtle. Yeah, very subtle way of getting your, your character trait uh, right out there. Screenwriting 101. <laughs> <laughs> Just say everything you don't like. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and oh, and she starts telling him, like, yo, you don't like bugs, huh? Well, let me tell you about all the bugs you sleep with all the time. You know, dust mites. Yeah, bed bugs and all that shit. Um, then we cut to Steven Rhea. We don't know it's Steven Rhea yet. But oh, he's... my God. And, and, and a girl who cannot make a good life decision to save her life. <laughs> no. Literally. <laughs> literally. Literally. Because he goes to, like, a movie theater and starts talking to this ticket lady, and it's like the most obviously creepy, like stranger right? danger thing ever. Yes, because he's like, as he's f- he's filming her, he's filming her first, and then when she sees him, he puts the camera down. And he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, with the camera up, I sometimes forget how intimidating it could be." Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I'm making a-, a movie. I think you'd be the perfect leading lady, and her first response is like, "Not go away, sir. I have to work." It's <laughs> Really? Yeah. No, it, that w- it would be like, thanks. And as he leaves, you call the police yeah. and get all the security footage and say, this guy did this. You should look for him. No, instead she says, like you said, really? And then goes there. Mm. I'm doing a little film at the Wilton Theater. And, you know, I can't say this without it sounding like a line, but. Well, I was filming you because you happen to be the perfect leading lady. Do you mean that? I can't promise anything, but why don't you come by the theater tonight? I'll put you in front of the camera, see what happens. He literally says, I'm so used to seeing a girl through a lens. Like, what are you doing? How is this girl still alive up to this point in her life is my question. (laughs) It's it's bizarre. Um, she actually lives in that booth. She just hasn't <laughs> left before. I mean, she has an air hole. She'll be fine. She's quarantined. See? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Worst quarantine location ever. <laughs> How you get your food? Uh, people just slipping it through the hole in the window. <laughs> sliding it through the hole. <laughs> Where do you go to the bathroom? You don't want to know. <laughs> Um, we go so. back to uh, Dorf and Macaroni, and they're watching uh, the camcorder footage from the German dude, and they're watching the couple. You keep, you keep just saying Dorf, which makes me wish Tim Conway was in this movie on his knees. <laughs> he could be. Dorf on fear.com. Let's reshoot it. We can't. He's unfortunately no longer with us. It's never, it didn't stop uh, that weekend at Bernie's house. <laughs> Let's get into it. 
Let's do a remake of Weekend at Bernie's, guys. But, like, let's do it legit. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Get somebody to sign a contract that gives up their own body as soon as they go to a Weekend at Bernie's remake. They have to get that shit written and, and ready to go. <laughs> Whoever it is is just put in the movie immediately before he starts to stink. Okay. Well, they would have to film everything else. They're just going to yeah. film the scenes where they're carrying his body around. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> oh, we have to replace the actor, the other actors now. Don't worry. It'll be fine. <laughs> They're just CGI. Who left Jerry in the sun? Come on. <laughs> so Dorf and Macaroni are watching the camcorder footage. And um, they, they start watching it. And basically, it's like they see that they're going on to a website. And oh, no. There's First of all, there's an attempted park mugging. Oh, right, right, right. Then they make a sex tape. Yep. Then they go to fear.com.com. Did you guys notice during the attempted park mugging, it cuts to like... Did you think it was Steven Rhea like running away with the camera? I did. Possibly? I did. Yeah. yeah. I also, though, have a question because did you notice like Terry like grinning? Or macaroni, sorry, who's Terry? Um, uh, Natasha <laughs> macaroni Jesus, was like that's for sure. <laughs> she was like grinning during the like robbery scene. I was like, what? Did they put the wrong reaction shot in there for some reason? Sh- Distinct <laughs> She's enjoying it. <laughs> she likes to watch. <laughs> Just burglaries. I'm not a weirdo. Uh, yeah, lots of sexy stuff. They go onto a website and then they just start, and then obviously the couple starts freaking the fuck out. Um, and uh, and they're they're you know they're realizing like maybe hey maybe this website has something to do with it. Meanwhile, we go back to the smartest character in the movie, the ticket girl, and she is just dying on stage. She- like she's <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this is like the longest chloroform like attempt ever. At, at some point, I'm like with a strobe light going on. <laughs> at some point, I'm just like, are you just using water? Like, cause it's taking forever for her to go. It should have been. It should have been the first warning for her to like walk into a dark theater. Heavy, heavy metal music is blasting, <laughs> and like a red and white strobe light is going off. Maybe like, she should have been like, like, nope, run, nope, run away. But her brain is like, this is pretty. <laughs> this is my. This is. This is like my uncle's dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, well that's in the fear.com extended cut. Yeah. (laughs) Actually, the opening scene isn't Dorf dealing with that doctor. It's just her in her uncle's dungeon, and somehow she doesn't learn any lessons from that. It's just to establish how dumb she is. And that's why she gets a job in a ticket booth, because the only way she can feel (laughs) safe is in an enclosed space like her uncle's dungeon. Right? See? We're all ready. I feel that the director's cut would have have helped make this make a better move. Every time I press this button, this opens. (laughs) Ha 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 ha. So she goes in, yeah, she gets chloroformed, more butt rock, um, or heavy metal. Uh, <laughs> she, she gets taken down. There's a line exchange here where someone says, I think it's Dorf and Macaroni, but someone says, sun's out, and the other one says, another storm's coming. Oh, I think that was Macaroni and her boss. Oh, yes, because we meet her boss, and the movie is like, hey, guys, maybe this is the killer, huh? 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 Like, they try so hard to make you think, this is the killer. And so I'm like, of course he's not. And he's missing his computer. Right, he, he took it in for quote, repairs. It wasn't working. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He said it wasn't working. And then you can clearly see that like he's wiping his nose because he's getting the blood, yeah. uh, the blood <laughs> the, expulsion. And the thing about this, it, it kind of made me go like, man, they didn't even think about this. Even in 2002, is that the monitor's gone. 
Right. You didn't need to bring the monitor. It's a no. desktop computer. <laughs> nope. Okay, it's not like taking your laptop in when the you know the monitor's got to go with it because it's part of the laptop. <laughs> no, you just take the tower in. They've got all kinds of monitors and keyboards and mice there because that's the plural of mouse at the repair shop. You, you got to love too when Natasha is like sees that the computer's been sent away and she's like went on the internet too much, eh? <laughs> That's what happens, guys. You overload on the internet. Uh, your computer ODs and you have to send it in. With its monitor. With its monitor. It's giant tube monitor. And keyboard. You have to send your modem. Uh, make sure you send all the wiring. Might as well just send the electrical panel downstairs in the building. <laughs> But yeah, so, and then, of course, he is, like, walking away at the end of that, and, uh-oh, he sees the girl in the white ball. What's going on? He gets in his car, and the girl... This scene makes no sense to me. No, I don't Sorry. understand it, because the girl just goes right up to the window, and then I think his car is on fire from the inside? Okay, so here's the thing that that I'm, I have problem with this whole scene. He's seen walking, like, towards something, Okay. We see him walking towards the camera, and off to his right, he sees the little girl in, like, an abandoned train car, and she's holding the ball. He looks back to light a cigarette, looks back over, she's gone. All right, cool, whatever, freak out. And But then he walks to his car, and I'm thinking, where were you parked, and why were you not already in your car? Why was this not happening? <laughs> but he gets in the car, and he sees that there's already, like, a smoking cigarette, and I could I could see that happening if he had if they had shown him like, you know, park the car, get out, walk around, try to catch his breath and thoughts, see the little girl freak out, get back in and then light another one thinking like, oh, that's right. I just had a cigarette already lit. Mm-hmm. But someone was already apparently in there with a lit cigarette. And then little girl shows up the window and just <laughs> it was the girl, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The ghost girl exactly was in there. Little girl. I feel like uh, the Ring franchise already had some type of, like, retaliation for Fear.com, even, like, having the audacity to come within its realm when they came out with Rings. <laughs> By the way, like, that's we, a big we old... Can do com- that, we can do computers, too. That's a big old coming soon. <laughs> it's going to make so many things tie together so neatly at the end here. Oh, that is a brutal movie. Um, so, yeah, so that guy dies... Because car catches on fire and he crashes and he dies. They go to ask uh, this, t- cause, and he was uh, he was uh, Macaroni's boss. So Macaroni and Dorf go to visit with um, the dude's wife, and this is a hilarious scene too because she's all like, "Well, he was on his computer." She's like a goth wasp. <laughs> Thank you. I and I agree. I agree. <laughs> like her her attitude and her decorum. Does not necessarily like match. <laughs> no, her her partially furnished home. And she says, "Well, he was always on his computer, but then one day it was almost like he was afraid of his computer." Guys, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, big long drag of the cigarette. Guys, I think we might have an evil website on our hands here. I'm just saying, I don't know yet, but we'll find out soon. <laughs> But meanwhile, the doctor has the leading lady, and I think at this point, they just show who the doctor is, and I was like, I was confused, because I thought this was going to be a mystery for a while in the movie. Like, I thought we weren't going to know, because only because of that scene earlier with the boss, where they definitely tried to make us think that he was the bad guy, and now they just show the doctor, I'm like, oh, okay, it's Steven Rhea, got it. <laughs> like, 
So yeah, so obviously, I mean, it's, it's clearly an, a knockoff of uh, of the ring, but for a while there, because you don't see the Doctor's face, I'm thinking they're also cribbing a bit from Seven. Mm. Yeah. You know, where you're, you're, you don't see, and eventually you're going to find out that the serial killer is somebody that's been in their orbit the whole time. Mm-hmm. That's, that's totally what I thought. I totally thought that, w- that was going to be... Like the twist. Actually, for a while, I thought for some reason that Natasha was going to end up being involved in it. Because, like, I thought maybe that was going to be the hint oh, where she grinned at the footage. Like, like a, a like, hen- like a henchman yeah. from yeah. Saw 2. Yeah, like Saw. Yeah, exactly. It was all like, no, no, no. He can't He can't lift her up there. Like, and he's like, what do you mean? <laughs> Just gonna no, he's got to have an accomplice. No, 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 no. It's all It's all jigsaw. <laughs> <laughs> Just got a 20-minute co- explanation at the end. It would have made it would have made a lot more sense, especially with what she apparently has to go through later on to get the body. Yeah, and then we also get um, his the doctor at this point gives kind of his explanation as to why he's doing the stuff that he's doing and the way he's doing it uh, about how you know the, the the internet is is ruining our social skills and. Uh, we're all just going to be, you know, e-connected and no one will have any real... Con- I'm like, man, he is going to love the next few decades. <laughs> I believe the exact thing he says is, um, re- I don't like this uh, reducing relationships to... Or reducing relationships to anonymous electronic impulses is a perversion. And I'm like, well, yeah. somebody got a thesaurus. <laughs> <laughs> now, sit still while I cut open your eyelids. <laughs> well, because then he... T- yeah, because then he talks about... That you know that all the thi- everything is available on the internet, <laughs> yeah. you know, and and uh, you know uh, about you know death is just a natural addition to it, right. and that you know everyone should be able to see you know uh, you know birth, life, death, and on the internet and everything in between. And I just noted here, and a young Mark Zuckerberg was inspired. <laughs> <laughs> he also said politics at one point, and I'm like, oof, stay tuned. Uh, I think that's actually why I. T- that's why I yeah. said the young Mark Zuckerberg was inspired. And they, the audience needs to be knowing their subject so it can be personal. And I, I, just, I love his response when she kind of like scream gags like, you're going to kill me, aren't you? And he just like stops and he's like, of course I'm going to kill you. See, <laughs> it's all Zuck, baby. All Zuck. He's like, but first... What do you want to do with your life? <laughs> like, I just want her to scream. I like, want to rock! Not die. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, I had plans to travel to Europe, but apparently I'm here. <laughs> Cancel my vacation, why don't you? So Denise, the expert, decides to just go to fear.com.com. And, uh, and, <laughs> and a, a roach crawls out of like her modem or something and i just wrote i wrote okay this is not as scary i know what they're trying to do this is not as scary as the girl climbing out of the tv in the ring i'm sorry movie <laughs> it's not quite there at that level if she doesn't she piece together though this is where she pieces together that the 48 hours right right she when, starts like, doing like yeah. the 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 binary code and everything like that i always well, find which it is really, exactly how that works uh, right mm, of course it is but oh, i mean she's but she's know. a code but she's a code person and she start, like she tries to go on the website and then it calls out Box. to her name. She's like, I know you, Denise. But I always find it weird in horror movies. They they try to exhibit 
I don't know, some type of fear for cockroaches. And it's not like normal cockroaches, right? It's always yeah. like Madagascar hissing cockroaches. Hissing cockroaches. And yes. I'm just like, why? These things aren't like native. <laughs> I also wrote yeah. I also wrote stop clicking on yes, you idiot. <laughs> um so yeah so she starts seeing that shit um meanwhile uh the, the killer or steven ria is with the leading lady and he says basically like if you want me to kill you uh we can end our lesson but until then i'm gonna i'm gonna keep torturing you for 48 hours and i was like okay cool um cut back to the other part of the movie i guess um <laughs> denise starts seeing shit like she starts seeing the the girl and the white ball until it melts into a million hissing cockroaches uh she backs into the uh station which was a weird cut because i was like weren't you just in your apartment she was just in her apartment she was leaving she was coming to the station to bring like the folders and she was climbing the stairs up yeah and that's so where she, saw she... The ball and yeah so does she is yeah. it in the same building like, cause it seems like, or it. dude, you, you've been to Montreal, you know, every single building is dingy there. I do. So. No, I know every single building. Yeah, That's as, correct. As, as you spent your, you spelunking around the buildings of Montreal. Couch surfing back when I was a f- uh, four years yeah. old. Yeah. On everybody's sofa. Um, <laughs> yeah. She's giving them research and she says like, you know, this site runs up some huge numbers. Uh, Steven Dorff is like, of course, people love to watch death. Why do you think the ratings are so high on those reality disaster shows? They eventually find uh, the uh, the co-author of that internet, soul of the internet book, and it's... Um, oh, it's, it is, it's a bullshit book. Yeah, he's played by <laughs> um, an actor named Michael Sarazen, who is in like a bunch of stuff in the 70s mostly, but I just know he's in this really great movie called uh, They Shoot Horses, Don't They? Um, about like a, like a, like basically it's like a a weirdly futuristic society where people are like, they have to keep dancing. And if they, if they can stay, if they are the last person there that that's still dancing for like, I don't know, 72 hours or something, they win a bunch of money and it's really cool and really good. I just wanted to say that because this is not good. Um, yeah. So this guy, this guy they meet with, by the way, this co-author, he's literally getting blown when they walk in, in the restaurant, I think. Right. As he's like lying down, yeah. like he's. <laughs> yes, and I, yeah, and I think that the positioning was weird too because he just seems to yeah. be in a stupor, and she just crawls out and she's like, "Oh, sorry, whoopsie," and just like yeah. walks away, and I'm like, "Where were you?" <laughs> you had <laughs> the to table's been, not even that big. Yeah, either. you had to have been like hovering over him, but you were under the table, and he was anyway. The logics, blowjob logic aside, um, <laughs> that's the name of my next punk band, by the way. <laughs> blowjob yeah. logic blowjob logic i love it yes um he he's he, he goes on and on and on about like you said earlier this like computers joining together forming a supercomputer spirit energy but then he's like but that's all bullshit i just did it to sell some books i needed i needed a boat yeah, yeah or something <laughs> and this book i need a boat but he seems like a drunk who apparently has enough money to stay there all the time. Because they're like, what if we need to contact you? He's like, I have no reason to leave here. Yeah. It's like, I have I have a bowl full of pretzels, and I keep getting drinks and blowjobs, like, apparently. He's like stuck in that, that place from Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thieves where nobody wants to leave. Because <laughs> poppies will help us sleep. I've never seen a Percy Jackson film. Oh, the first one's really good. I haven't seen the other ones, but uh, it, it, it's it's one of the I feel one of the more overlooked YA uh, 
books that could turn into a movie. The the book I've I've read the first book. I have not. I have also much like Brendan. I've never seen the movies, but I've read the first book, and it's not bad. Well, as long as it's better than the uh, the fifth wave. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> don't watch it. It's bad. Uh, so we find out. It, Almost an hour into this movie, they're like, gee, I wonder if the website is killing people. <laughs> hmm. Okay. They quickly send uh, reinforcements to Denise's house because they're like, wait, shit, she's doing the research. Oh and they're too late because a bunch of roaches come out. They're coming out of her mouth. And she eventually is like, well, only one way out of this. Swan Feet dive. don't fail me now. <laughs> <laughs> Swanton bombs out of the fucking window. Out of nowhere, on, like an RKO. Out of nowhere, on RK, like an RKO, right through a car. Um, <laughs> and smash. by God, by God, she was broken in half. They need to stop the damn match. He's got that a police car. Don't belong to you. <laughs> Oh. oh, so many wrestling references with our most wrestling centric uh, guest too. <laughs> right, uh, number one WWE fan Drew Hallam on the podcast. <laughs> At this point, Stephen Dorff is like feeling guilty. He's like, "Damn, I should have known she was going to go onto this evil website that would eventually cause her to kill herself." God, I'm so guilty. It's not like we were making her look for connections between all the victims <laughs> and where they could have gone. <laughs> Um, another part I thought he was weird because we find out they start to slowly find out that everyone that ends up dying, like after they visit this website is dying of like their greatest fears. Right. So Denise is like dying because of like it sh- and sh- all the bugs and stuff. But I thought I was like, why would you make her fear the same as Dorf from earlier? That's yes. Thank you. Before he goes on fear.com.com and has to be hospitalized, he should have been attacked by Madagascar hissing cockroaches. Not yeah. her. She should have had some other weird, you know, fear or something like that. Did, but no. Did, did and you know what? Just it, it's run out of fears? Well, this is it. It's like, it's indicative <laughs> because if you when we're in her apartment after she's, you know, unfortunately she did her swanton dive uh, out the window. <laughs> Uh, there's all these like zeros and ones written all over her uh, her her apartment, and to me, I was like, you know what? This is some really basic writing. Ah, uh. boom, dad joke. <laughs> see, some of the like the stuff that's all over the ground, I could see her doing. The stuff that's like up on the wall in the ceilings, I almost think like it's almost decorative for her as like a computer geek. Which, but, which, by the way, the laziest thing ever. How are people know she's a computer geek? I don't know. Put a bunch of zeros and ones on her wall. Can we have? Can we have binary? <laughs> binary. Somebody, hey, Jack. Somebody find out what binary is. <laughs> ask one of the nerds down in the in the lab. <laughs> Seems like a pretty basic joke to me. <laughs> All right, fire that kid. <laughs> And that's why I'm doing this podcast now. <laughs> he was Nathan was working on fear.com and uh, got fired off the set. And now he's here to talk about it in a bitter mood. <laughs> Taking out my wrath, my that's revenge right. on fear.com. Let me tell you something else, dwarf. <laughs> I love your golf, but you sucked and played. <laughs> Little do they know I kept the base program and I'm going to revitalize the website. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to hurt me? <laughs> so 
Yeah, so so uh, Macaroni's like, hey, Dorf, don't go visit the site. Whatever you do, don't go visit the site, okay? Okay? And he's like, totally not going to do it. <laughs> Weirdly, too, at this point, I was like, why is there... They have no chemistry, by the way. But, like, why is there chemistry now that they're... It's almost like the movie is, like, they're a couple. And I'm like, when did that start? Like, I didn't get any romantic connection no, here. No, none whatsoever. But but did you get that, too, that the movie was trying to almost say that? Because he was, like, he, like, kissed her forehead and stuff and, like, held her. I was yeah. like, what? And and she was far too concerned, like, you know, when she rushes into the hospital and, like, screams at the orderly. Yeah. Like, just, just tell me where he is, ma'am. <laughs> I'm going to need oh you to Oh my calm god, down. that dialogue that really upset me. It's so Actually, awkward. It's awkward? Yes, very much so. Because she comes in and um she says she asks, you know, where is uh Steven Dorf? I can't remember his name. Steven Dorf. And <laughs> Steven Dorf. And uh the girl looks up from what she's doing, you know, I'm I'm sorry, how can I help you? And then she just screams she in her face, just Tell me and, and she's like, ma'am, uh, I need you to calm down. <laughs> I think she doesn't even like say his real name uh, or like a full name when she first asks. I think she just comes in. And she's all like, tell me where Mike is. I- I'm sorry, ma'am. Can I help you? How can I help you? Yeah, exactly. Like who's, sorry, who's You Mike? know, Mike <laughs> in the hospital. Hospital Mike. <laughs> Mike was asking. Go. <laughs> Mike was asking. Where's John Goodman? <laughs> um but yeah so steven before he gets to the hospital of course he does visit the website because apparently he's just a moron and uh he he basically that the the woman's voice that comes on on this fear.com.com website is like if you win you get to find me and he's like what happens if i lose you die do you want to play yes and i i gotta say like the um (sighs) the motivation uh that that this this ghost wishes to instill in people that she to get to help her find the person who undid her uh you know it just seems like i don't know it's counterproductive to only give them two days they're doing you a favor lady you know what you should be thankful (laughs) that they're looking for the guy who tried to kill you and trying to help you exact your revenge god Right? It's like, I think she, she heard of Samara, and she was like, seven days? Fuck that. I want it done now. <laughs> right? Typical, uh, I, I, you know, no offense, Drew, but typical American behavior. That's fine. That's fine. I think she was, like, thinking of the early onset of two-day shipping with Amazon Prime, and she <laughs> just wanted go. to market it. <laughs> oh, shit. Do you think if you go to fear.com.com, it just redirects you to Amazon Prime? <laughs> Well, if there's anybody who owns that website, it's Jeff Bezos. Guys, try it right now. <laughs> try it at home. Fear.com.com and order yourself a nice kitchen set. Wouldn't it be hilarious if that shit's still up with all its 2002 glory? I have some no. bad news. Oh, the website? The website's uh, gone. It's, I tried. Uh, I tried to go to it. I, yeah. <laughs> I tried to go to fear.com and fear.com.com. Both gone. Because I think fear.com actually was originally like an early attempt at like movie streaming with horror movies. Oh, maybe. Yeah. It doesn't exist anymore, though. No. So, yeah, he's. Yep. You get you get uh, this account has been suspended. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Error 404. (laughs) 
Uh, so he's freaking out. He's seeing all this shit, of course. Um, he figures out, I think, though, that like Genie, the the first victim of the Doctor, is the one in the on the website. He does figure that out. Um, he says like, oh, somehow she's alive, but she's in the wires on the internet or whatever he says. Yeah, because after he goes to the goes to the website, he sees the kickball girl again in the elevator. And has his little trip yeah. out, and then that's where they take him to the hospital, and he screams, don't go to the website, don't, don't go to the website, which Macaroni immediately fucking goes Doesn't to the he, website. he sees her in like a, I don't know, like a... Static a, X video? Yeah. <laughs> he sees her in some type of outfit, and she's putting on like the lipstick, and then he, she drops it, she drops her glove, and immediately he's like, oh, miss, miss, miss. Oh, your glove, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Right, because he thinks she's in the elevator or whatever. Um, so, yeah, he's like, Macaroni, uh, Macaroni's like, yeah, totally won't go on the website. Because now, unlike earlier, you obviously didn't see, like, you obviously didn't know that there was a direct effect from the website for sure. But now that you know, now that I know, because I see that you're in pain and you've been on the website, I will definitely <laughs> not go on that site. Because now I see a direct causal relationship between that website and total discomfort. Oh, wait. Don't do it. I'm actually going to go on the website anyway. <laughs> Don't do it. The ghost is in the wires. It's in the computer. In fact, actually, if you dig a little deeper, you find out that it's Johnny Depp in Transcendence. Right. Oh, I, I was going to say Scarlett Johansson. Oh, Transcendence. Oh, There's another coming soon. She's Fuck. The- ghost in the machine you see the ghost is in the machine or in the show <laughs> at least in the ring at least in the ring naomi watts watches it not knowing anything like behind it like she doesn't know that it's yeah. been killing people she's just like this is a weird tape <laughs> well she gets yeah she gets like the rumor she's all like supposedly people die we're not entirely sure but it's like a it's like a really silly thing at that time like nobody nobody really believes that in this movie right. You're literally investigating that like four people have died from it, and you're like, I better watch it for research purposes. Derp de derp diddly derp. I'm a police officer. Dum 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 dum. Stephen Dorf is stupid. Stephen Dorf is a carrot. Derp de derp. Oh, my God. We're just stealing uh, Trey Parker and uh, Matt Stone jokes for the rest of the podcast. Yeah. So get, get, get comfy, All folks. right, here we go. Times have changed. No, okay, we're done. <laughs> so, uh, well, Cosmos and Bitches. <laughs> so she, of course, has visions, too, and starts freaking out because everyone has done that. And she starts seeing things. Starts seeing things. Uh, which actually should be rebooted uh, as one of the... Uh, long-lost, great Canadian 80s uh, crime shows. <laughs> Seeing Things? Seeing Things, okay. uh, starring Louis Del Grande. I thought you were going to say <laughs> Louis Anderson for some reason. I was like, no, thank you. It, it, it's, it's Canadian. <laughs> okay. <so. laughs> they, they, they find the body. Let's play the feud. <laughs> oh, my God, he died. <laughs> Sir, put your arms down. They are down. <laughs> Do you want to hurt me? <laughs> kind of and he's dressed like Zach Galifianakis's mom from Baskets <laughs> you're lying you want to see me in pain <laughs> sounds like you kind of already are this is how I always talk <laughs> remember life with Louie I did stuff okay 
I liked that show growing Love up. Love that cartoon. I loved it. That's the, and that's my favorite moment that I quoted where like the cops like stop him walking around. They're like, all right, son, you can put your arms down. They are down. <laughs> they are down. <laughs> I mean, I'll give that to him. That's probably the only thing I like. <laughs> Damn, man. But anyway. I don't know. Apparently, he's quite good in baskets. Oh, I, okay. I, I, well, I haven't seen baskets, but I, 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 I'm, all, I'm all for it. Um, he didn't like him in Coming to America. I mean... He was fine. <laughs> Didn't really do much. He's also in coming to America. Yeah. Is he really? Apparently. Yeah. I still haven't I still haven't no, seen. Me neither. <laughs> Apparently they, they he was made to be he was shoehorned into that movie. Like maybe physically, but also <laughs> I like making money. <laughs> well, I mean like the first movie it's like, "Hey, you're you're popular right now. This can work." He was doing now, well on the he was doing well on the stand-up scene at the time. I will Right. Say at the time it makes <laughs> sense. Now it's like, "Oh, let's just bring back familiar faces." I heard you were <laughs> making a sequel. You need anybody else? Oh, fine. <laughs> so anyway, uh <laughs> Macaroni Your Louis Anderson was getting dangerously close to like <laughs> I never mind. Harvey Firestein maybe? No. Like Gilbert Godfrey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's when you talk like this. It's nowhere <laughs> near a Louis Anderson. That's, that was kind of close. Thank you. That's great. That's great. Macaroni's looking at the research. Okay. And guys, I hate it when this happens, when, you're, when your research starts bleeding. I mean, that's a real, that's a real downer. <laughs> yep. And after Jeffrey Combs gives you shit for like going through the, the desk without any type of explanation... And by the way, again, there's another point in the movie where I was like, oh, Jeffrey Combs is, the, is an accomplice. Because he doesn't seem to give a shit about anything. Or do anything. I think that's Jeffrey Nothing. Combs' default setting, though. <laughs> I think he's just like, fuck this movie. <laughs> <laughs> she does find out, though, that um, something about an old steel mill that Jeannie, the first victim Jeannie used to play in as a child. And I was like, what are we doing? And that's Why clearly a nuclear reactor. <laughs> okay, I, it's you know what they it, it's they say it's a cooling tower at a steel mill. That mm-hmm. is a nuclear power plant. Homer Simpson <laughs> works there. That would have been a great cameo. <laughs> nuclear. The S is silent. <laughs> Dan Castellaneta just walks out. Hey, who smithers the the children? The children. <laughs> but Macaroni does not see Homer Simpson, but she does see an old blind lady that knows everything. We don't know who this is, by the way. I oh, yeah. really wonder. I wondered where the old lady from Hellboy Two: The Golden Army like came from, and apparently, it's this movie. <laughs> That's where she's been the entire time. <laughs> she, she just, she's just like, do you know anything about Jeannie? And she just kind of points off in the distance where she's like, oh, I guess this old blind lady's telling me that she it's must like, be underwater. Like a but before that, it's the best thing she walks in and like there's a tv but it's not on and she just starts to conversate with her like what are you watching what are you watching (laughs) were you you seem like you were expecting me oh my god the dialogue in this movie it's so bad she she points in the water and she says no i'm not going in there three seconds later she's walking in the water and i gotta tell you this is the clearest most polluted nuclear (laughs) It's a steel nuclear, factory. Yes, exactly. St- steel nuclear factory, like stagnant water I've ever seen. It's so clear. And again, there were cleaner waters big... in the Chernobyl diaries. I'm just going to put that out there. 
a super big ripoff, another super big ripoff of the ring because she finds Jeannie, like her, her body or whatever, and she's like, oh my God, the curse is lifted. That's exactly what happens in Ringu. <laughs> like she finds the Samara's body and thinks it's the end. That's and then it. of course it's not the end. Right. Oh. How long has she? I, I I don't even remember like how long she had been dead, but that body is pretty well preserved because of all the toxins in the water from the nuclear power <laughs> plant. She might be a superhero. We haven't ruled that out yet. Um, so th- yeah, so she, she gets her out and uh, she thinks it's over, but of course it's not over because she's still seeing crazy shit. Um, she goes. She gets she she gets into the elevator. She uh, she gets stuck in the elevator uh, until an elevator crew silently rescues her. <laughs> they just kind of stand there, and she's like, "Thanks." She, she like, has what's... a weird like Silent Hill kind of like roaming through the hospital kind of moment. Nathan's favorite film. Don't get me fucking going. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, she just kind of roams around after, well, you guys are, we already talked about that scene where she goes in and tries to get, uh, Steven Dorff to, in the hospital. And actually, um, that was the point where I took the note, who wrote these characters? People, <laughs> people who don't understand human beings. So, yeah, Steven Dorff gets out of his, out of his hospital bed because we see that the, it flatlines, but that's because he's removed all the stuff and he, uh, he goes with, uh, Macaroni to the, to the morgue. And they find out that Jeannie, the first victim, was cut open while she was still alive. Um, and then she says another great line. She died from knives, her worst nightmare. But she was also a hemophiliac, so which means she should have died as soon as he cut her open almost. Yeah. I just like that they don't – they eventually say she's a hemophiliac, but I just like how they say it like knives are her worst nightmare. As if anyone else is like, knives, no big deal. I get cut all the time. Well, no, the, the mom actually did make note of that earlier. Right. Because they discovered she was a hemophiliac when she was younger, so she was had a fear of anything sharp. Um, and she carried that ball with her everywhere until she discovered boys, to which I noted at that time, uh, traded one ball in for several of two. <laughs> but that we, we ran past that, but I figured since now it's been revisited, I could bring it up. There you go. <laughs> They start looking for more evidence. Um, eventually, uh, G- um, I keep running the names together. Macaroni calls back to Jeffrey Combs, and he's in like the middle of a poker game. And she's like, listen, we're about to blow this wide open, but we need your help. And he's like, I guess so. <sighs> Again, he's, I love Jeffrey Combs, but his character is fucking useless. He was a more effective uh, um, law enforcement agent in The Frighteners. Um, there's a line here too, where the doctor says to, uh, this girl, his leading lady, he says, you asked me to kill you. So now I'm not, no longer your murderer. And I wrote down, that's not how that works. You're still going to get arrested for murder if you get caught. Um, so then, okay, this is a weird timeline thing too, because then they show up in the room. So you got, not uh, macaroni. No, not with Tommy. Although, he, please remake this with him as the doctor. I'm in. Remake it the same as Steven Dorf. Oh, okay. No, fuck that. Every role. Every role. <laughs> I'm so in love with you. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, they, they. So it's Macaroni, Dorf, and um, and and the doctor and the leading lady, and they're all in the same room. And all of a sudden, the doctor is like, oh, you waiting for your friend to show up? And they show that Jeffrey Combs is, like, hung up on the wall. And I'm like, when did that happen? Yeah. Yeah. 
She Wh- called where's him. The, where's the kill scene for Jeffrey Combs? Right. I mean, I get it. If maybe she called him, there was like a few more scenes, and then that happened. Right, but she literally called him three minutes thank ago. Thank you, because she was heading to where he was when she called him. Yeah. From what it looked like in the movie, she was almost there. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know how that works. I feel like stuff was just like cut out of this movie really sloppily. Right? And also, if he was killed while it was already being filmed, why were there not more subscribers? Because <laughs> oh. because the moment that like the doctor gets hit and the guy gets shot, like ding 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 ding. Like yeah. he's real jazzed by a few thousand subscribers. <laughs> this is this is early and he he needs the support. <laughs> so in this in this big finale here, the uh, Stephen Dorf does manage to shoot the doctor in the leg, but the doctor shoots him in the chest. Um, Macaroni stabs the doctor in the back, but he sticks her in the neck with a needle and he's like, OK, I lost my other leading lady. So you're going to be my new leading lady. But then. Dorf is like, to which I noted, they're all bad at this. <laughs> yep. But then Dorf grabs a keyboard on the ground. And he struggles over and he starts accessing <sighs> fear.com. Dot com. <laughs> and Jeannie comes on the screen and she's like, whoa, I'm the vengeful ghost of the girl you killed at the beginning. By the way, we also found out earlier that. Brendan, she's... I'm going to stop you right now. You sound like a stoned dorm roommate explaining this movie right now. <laughs> I have to. It's the only way to do it. And then she was like, whoa, I'm on the screen. <laughs> She's like, whoa, I'm on the screen, and I'm like the ghost of the first person you killed. Oh, and by the way, I forgot to mention this earlier, but also I've been killing people who watched my death as revenge. Now And we're trying you. to help me. Yeah. <sighs> but th- And then we get a terrible, like, CGI fucking ridiculous sequence where I get they just, like, rip the doctor open. Oh, uh, to which I noted, what a pile! He's like tr- he's like trapped in his own mind for half yeah, a second yeah. while she's like attacking him. Yeah, yeah, what a pile of garbage! Oh, so bad. I'm just like, yeah. this is this is the okay, okay movie. Um, <laughs> uh, D- Stephen Dorff, uh, his character here dies. He's been shot in the fucking chest, so he just like you know he dies here. Uh, and Macaroni is like upset because this is her coworker slash boyfriend slash fuck buddy whatever. And then the movie ends with the most nondescript ending ever because <laughs> she's laying there with her cat. Macaroni gets a phone call. Hello? Hello? No one's there. Pets the cat. The end. So, like, yeah, was was he calling her? I I mean, were we supposed to hear, like, seven days? <laughs> 48 hours. <laughs> Two days and some change. Mm. Shitty movie. <laughs> so, I mean, I think that about covers fear.com. I, I, I will say this. At least they got the ending right where there was some sort of comeuppance for the villain and we don't get some shitty thing where he got away. It's yeah. The there's no real like, positive thing I have to say about this movie. <laughs> there's no hard sequel tease or anything like right. that. So that's good. Drew... Oh, by the way, every every Ring sequel is better than this movie, and that's saying something. Uh, Drew, uh, we have a little rating system here on our show. Um, would you say that this movie was worth a watch, a, a drunk watch with friends? Would you attempt head trauma to forget it, or would you avoid, like, the plague? Uh, I'm going to say head trauma to forget it, because I think at least the movie deserves an attempt. But <laughs> at this point, like, it, it was painful 
and thank you for reminding me when when it was coming up, Brendan, so I could <laughs> so I could watch it again. <laughs> You're welcome. Nathan, what about you? Uh, you know what? I'm just I'm gonna say avoid like the plague. Uh, if you want a better experience with a very similar type situation, just go watch the ring. Either one, honestly. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm also gonna go avoid like the plague. This was. This is real bad. Yeah. <laughs> real, real bad. And to top it off, it's completely unoriginal too. Yeah. So yeah, it's a real shit sandwich. Um, but now <laughs> we're going to take a brief break and we'll be right. Oh, shit sandwich.com.com, by the way. Uh, we're going to take a brief break. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And we're back. Yes, indeed. It is time to turn the lights down and uh, read some uh, low, low, low haiku. Nathan, what is the low haiku? Well, the low haiku is 17 perfect syllables encapsulating the movie we just spent the better part of an hour and a half talking about. Exactly. So, uh, Drew, as our guest, would you like to begin with your low haiku? Sure, I'd, I'd be, I'd be glad to. <laughs> this movie is dumb, thinking it can be the ring. Why, Jeffrey Combs? Why? Very good. Very good. Uh, Nathan, your your haiku. It's like the ring, but crappy, but not near as good. So it's more like rings. I told you it would all tie together at the end. All right. Haunting view of the net. Folks killed for entertainment. Hmm. Parlor's still worse. Valid point. A valid, valid point. R.I.P.D. Parlor. And we're out! <laughs> ah! oh, geez. We didn't even get get pulled up like we usually do. It was just boom. It's gone. It out and proud uh, and they, loud they about pull- it. <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, yeah. That's uh, that's our that's our haiku. That's our thoughts. Um, Nathan, Drew, we talked about this movie, but what do we always say? We always say, take our word for it, because this was garbage. Garbage! Don't take our word for it!
That's right, folks. That's what we say. Nathan, how many how many critics liked this movie? Well, you know what? I, I'm going to preface this with you guys should probably actually absolutely take our word for it because uh, the tomato meter or the tomato meter, depending mm-hmm. on you know how you like to pronounce things, mm-hmm. 3% from the critics out of 101 reviews. So, it's so about- literally three people like yeah. this movie. Three yeah. critics. Yeah. Um, the audience liked it probably a bit more, right? Uh, only slightly. <laughs> oh. Uh, eighteen uh, percent. Oh well, and also very informative as well. Um, Rotten Tomatoes wants you to know that if you liked this movie, you might also like Book of Shadows, Blair Witch Two, Soul Survivor. It's a bad rap. So Soul Survivors, which is one nope. percent higher than this. Valentine, which we've covered, mm-hmm. Bones, and I've Broken seen. Lizards Club Dread. <laughs> I actually kind of enjoyed that one. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's that to me is like it's it's a dumb bad movie that is entertaining. I think. Um, I'm I'm gonna drop a hot take here. Uh, I think Club Dread might be better than Super Troopers because I don't like that movie. Really? Never did. Uh, that all kinds of hot takes happening here today. Oh. But alas, let us let us read some of these critics' uh, comments about the movie Fear.com. Um, let's see. <laughs> uh, Barbara Ellen from The Times UK says, William Malone's Fear.com is one of those hopefully, hopelessly muddled horror movies where you end up feeling more disturbed by the incomprehensible plotting and lurching camera work than anything unfolding on screen. Okay. It is well, a negative review, just if that wasn't clear. Obviously. Uh, well, from from uh, from one Brit to another, uh, Roger Moore of the Orlando Sentinel. I didn't know he moved to Orlando and started writing movie reviews, but uh, here we go. Uh, he wrote, The pity is that uh, there's an interesting thriller buried inside this concept. Yeah, it's called The Ring. It's called The yeah, Ring, Roger. It's just, a, it's just another movie that they made better. Well, we have uh, Claudia Polg of uh, USA Today, and she equivalates Fear.com to the cinematic equivalent of spam in your email inbox. Wah, wah. <laughs> I found a positive review, you guys. I found one of the 3%. One of the Jesus three, eh? Christ. <laughs> and guess what? It's from our old pal Ken Hankey. What, Ken? Yep. No! The late, great Ken Hankey of the Mountain oh. Express out of Asheville, North Carolina, says... And it's only a three out of five, so it's not glowing. But he says, a lackluster movie that is nonetheless extremely creepy and made with a modicum of respect for an all-too-disdained genre and its knowing fans. Uh, I don't know, Ken. Well, uh, <laughs> I don't know about that one. Rick Kizonak from Film Threat. Real brief with his, uh, his review here, at least the one that's on the tomatoes. Uh, and I think he was trying to be kind of clever because of what was happening, you know, in the economy at the time. Talk about a dot-com failure. Uh-oh. It's, it's great when you see something topical from, like, 20 years ago, and you have to explain it because people are like, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, let's see. Mike McGranaghan of Isle Seat. Uh, he gives it a one and a half out of four but i love i love his write-up log on to my imaginary website www.thismoviesucks.com jesus 
All right. My last one here is from Danny Minton at a KBTV NBC in Beaumont, Texas. He says, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it may not be very scary, but at least it's funnier than Master of Disguise. <laughs> no. Uh, that movie is fucking garbage. Don't even, don't even try to defend it. I will defend it because it makes me laugh sometimes. Oh, man. <laughs> I didn't say it was good. I said it made me laugh. <laughs> okay, so uh, Brent Simon from Entertainment Today. Not Entertainment Tonight or Entertainment Weekly. Wait, Paul's brother or Neil's brother? I'm pretty sure. Well, by the looks of it, I'm guessing probably um, Paul's brother completely creatively stillborn and executed in a manner that I'm not sure could be a single iota worse. A soulless hunk of exploitive garbage. Or sorry, exploitative garbage. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Rob Blackwelder of Spliced Wire says, If this sounds like entertainment to you, perhaps you should save the price of admission and put it towards therapy. Zero out of four. All right, well, that's enough with the professional critics. Let's go into the uh, into the snake pit, into the black hole, the abyss of Rotten Tomatoes, not the abyss on Rotten Tomatoes, which I believe is a fresh uh, as a fresh rating. Um, but we are going into the audience reviews here, guys. Um, I'm going to start off with one from Charles R. Um, is he in charge? He might be. Okay. Um, we'll we'll see. You know, we'll go through this review, and, and you let me know at the end of it if you think he's in charge. Who am I? Is he? Yes. <laughs> Going forward. <laughs> you could be Doug Benson, right? <laughs> Those I are your choices. <laughs> Thank you for bringing that up. I thought I was going to make it for the entire episode. <laughs> nope. Makes it on an episode. If you want more on that, check out our live show where Nathan was revealed to be Doug Benson. Um, so Charles R. says, can we all please go back and rewatch this? Okay. No. I hope someday we can all come to terms with what this movie is. Good? No, not in the slightest. This movie astonished and perplexed me to no end, though. It's hardly original, but the final product is undeniable unique. I haven't been captivated, entertained, and wholly engrossed in a movie this much for quite some time. And it's not even as simple as So Bad It's Good. This film's over-the-top slick style transcends average filmmaking in a way that few movies do. Its plot is pure gibberish, so nonsensical that it feels complex and exhilarating. Nothing ever adds up, nothing evens out, and that's where the creepiness and the mystery stem from. Okay, Dude, you're saying it's a, such a bad movie that it makes it mysterious. That's stupid. All of this is anchored <laughs> in the ridiculous overdirection, turning this into a horror epic of massive scope and proportions. It's like the filmmakers had a final product in mind, but tried building it with all the wrong parts and way too many of them, yet still managed to violently beat and force it into some extravagantly distorted image of their original design. I'm calling cult classic on this one. Someday... I'm calling cult classic on this one someday. So why don't you get ahead of the curve? Go give this one a rewatch. It's far from a waste of time. Four <laughs> fucking stars. Zero stars. One billion percent. I watched it four times in one day. Then watched twice a few days later. Still couldn't fully understand what the hell was going on. I have this movie on VHS. I got it on DVD to see if a better quality would do it justice. Nah. Boring. Trash. Horrible. Half out of stars. 
Okay, I feel that America W secretly loves this movie because not only do they own it on VHS, but they also went out of their way to get it on DVD and watched it six times in less than a week. If I see a movie that I there's a part that I don't understand, I'll rewind it. I will not watch it four fucking times in a day and then twice the next day. What are you talking about? Sadomasochist. Uh, so I found one by a guy named Jason R. Who said, let it be known. I worked for the people who made this piece of crap. I was not consulted on it being made. And if I were... And if I were, I would have punched the producer right in the face and said, you should be flogged for your stupidity. <laughs> half, half star. Uh, I don't think that's real, but that was too funny not to read. <laughs> this is a weirdly like uppity review from Jesse T, who gives it one and a half stars. I'm assuming the podcaster Jesse Thorne. Um, no, I'm not going to do that. That guy's good. Uh, he says, makes me yearn to use colloquial phrases like sucks big time and piece of crap. But alas, I cannot bring myself to do that except with quotation marks around them. Well, Simon F. was rather generous in saying that this is an above average horror flick with essences of the ring and a UK, t- in a UK TV film, which of the same name escapes me. Good effects, scary the first time, but not one to be watched over and over again, as it loses its touch after the first go. Yeah. Three and a half stars. Also, essences of the ring, so is that how we say ripoff now? <laughs> like, is that just a euphemism? Cribbed entirely, plagiarized. Yeah. Stole the script and, ooh, cross out Samara and write, I don't know, genie? <laughs> <laughs> This is my last one, and it's very exciting here, guys. This this review, if you can guess who it's from, is from Rudy G. <gasps> you get flur and say things like this. Make sure things are leaking from your head when you do it. Is that a porn store he on says, the side uh, of you and a gardening company on the other side? I know they can't see this, I mean, but I'm just pointing it out to everybody that Brendan is now magically been transported to a space between a gardening or landscaping company and an adult novelty store. Continue. Yeah. I, I, we, this is an edit point. So we, we picked up and record, recorded this part uh, hours later so I can make the trip. Um, and Rudy G says, uh, this movie wasn't all that bad. Four and a half out of stars. Oh, Rudy, you did it again. <laughs> the election was stolen. Okay, cut him, cut him off. Cut him off right now. Cut him off. <laughs> Andy C. So I'm assuming it's Andy Cohen. Um, I can't do an Andy Cohen impression, so. (laughs) Uh, A serial killer tortures his victims online and as a result, curses those who dare to enter its domain. The plot is an incomprehensible mess with with only the look of the film being its single highlight. A major disappointment from director Malone, whose uh, remake of House on Haunted Hill was a visual masterpiece. One and a half out of stars masterpiece mm. are we just throwing that word around now andy cohen is <laughs> yeah well watch what uh, happens live sorry go ahead drew yeah no you're fine <laughs> well you know this last one uh, from brooke s i assume brooke shields oh um just gives this very simplistic and very direct she, she says nothing um, comes between me and my critique albums. of it <laughs> 
It sim- it simply reads dot com 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 dot com. What? Half star. Half out of stars. Okay. Remember when? Remember when there was? I see you, Brooke Shields. Remember when there was a joke punchline where people said, "Yeah, I'm gonna go to the store." Dot com. Nope, I don't. I do. I remember when that was. I I remember that Dennis Leary in his Locked and Loaded. He did a bunch of dot com jokes where he was like www.blowme.com. <laughs> yep, and they're just as funny now as they were back then. I, I enjoyed that album. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it's gonna happen. Some jokes, some jokes, even though they're good at the time, some some jokes just don't age. They age. Yeah, yeah. not 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 er- not every joke is is a timeless nope. classic. Not everyone can be uh, like Robin Williams's. Uh, you know, uh, black lady preacher voice. <laughs> yeah, not every bit. Not everyone can be as uh, timeless as the the comedy stylings of Gallagher. Um, <laughs> that guy's a shitty human being, by the way. If anyone out there doesn't know that, just him or his brother. Oh, is his brother an asshole too? No, because they both fought over the name Gallagher. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> the, they both did the same shtick. Yeah, the the watermelon smasher. Guess what? Turns out he's super racist. <laughs> no um so that is that is that those are the reviews um i know at this point though we like to uh we'd like to to talk about something good so i mean we're all we're all Mm -hmm. staying in quarantine we're hunkering down getting our shots pretty soon um that's all happening which is great um but i just want to hey by the time this airs we might we might all have shots maybe drew already has his shot i don't know I, I had to get my shots in order to go back to work. There you go. Shot, 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 shot. That's what you do, right? You just shoot it back like a tequila? Yeah, yep. yeah. Or I can be like the lady in Italy who got full six doses six at one time. Them. Oh, my God. Don't like that. That was bonkers. As, as the yep. nurse freaked out when she looked down and saw the other five syringes going, oh. Yeah, guys. Mamma mia. <laughs> Bobbity boo! Bobbity boo! Where did all of the shots go? Okay. <laughs> but yes, we're all accorded. We're getting our shots. We're all hunkering down. Um, we're watching a lot of stuff. We're watching movies. We're watching TV. So, Drew, I'll ask you, uh, you know, just, you know, something in particular. Uh, what you uh, what you watching, bud? Oh, gosh. Well, you know what? I recently watched uh, a, a couple of uh, werewolf movies. Oh, Okay. So I watched them, the Howling I, Two, uh, <laughs> Howling no. Two, and Wolf. Yep, your mother was a werewolf. No, I watched. Uh, your sister's a werewolf. <laughs> I watched Where, uh, from 2013, which was interesting. I liked it. It was a. Uh, I think it, I think it's worth the watch. Uh, it, it's a different little. So you're take. not going to attempt head trauma to avoid it. <laughs> no, or or avoid it like the plague. Where? Would you Would you watch it as a drunk watch with friends? <laughs> No, I believe he said worth a watch, Nathan. Oh, it was worth a watch. It's worth a watch. Okay. (laughs) Oh, where? Okay. Well, sorry. Was there another werewolf movie you said? Uh, Where was one, and then I watched um, in in the company of wolves. On um, ironically enough, also featuring Stephen Ray. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Better Stephen Ray movie. Um, Nathan, uh, what you uh, what you watching, bud? Oh, uh, this past week I had the. uh, the finally took the time to take in uh, an A24 called Midsummer, 
And uh, I will say I had less contention with the ending on this one. Uh, I, I do like A24 movies, but I find that sometimes they absolutely blow the ending. Uh, this one, not as not as much. Uh, there was some comeuppance for a guy who was kind of a villain, but I think you're also supposed to feel bad for him too. Um, I, I, I also did uh, look up to see if it was indeed connected to hereditary because you know they make some very similar cult like references uh to the stuff that was going on in there yeah and the director was like yes but no but it's complicated so you know (laughs) apparently his relationship with hereditary and midsummer is like a you know a facebook uh relationship it's complicated (laughs) or like the film yeah yeah Really, kind of um, cool to see like a, a horror movie played out almost almost exclusively in the middle of the day. Yes, I am also a big fan of that. That was really that, that was really cool. Um, so what am I watching, bud? Well, bud. Yeah, what are you watching, bud? <laughs> I uh, went and watched one of the movies that was up for uh, for best picture, one of the best picture nominees, and it's a movie starring Anthony Hopkins called The Father. Um, this is a, this is a film about a man with dementia and, you know, I, as soon as I read that what this movie was about, I was like, okay, it's going to be like a depressing kind of movie to get through. It's going to be, you know, slow and everything, but it kind of takes a very different, uh, approach to it. It almost acts like a psychological horror movie because you are basically seeing the world through Anthony Hopkins character's eyes. So you see like, um, like scenes repeat themselves, uh, characters show up and they're played by like a different actor because like, you know, he thinks that like people are being replaced and all this stuff. So it's done really interestingly. So it kind of keeps you into it. And, and if the movie, if you didn't know that the movie was about someone with dementia, it would also work as a psychological horror movie. Um, aside from all that, but I mean, obviously that, you know, you know what the plot is. Um, but no, I, I think it's really, really good. And yes, of course it's sad, but it's not just like, you know, uh, it's not like, um, depression porn. Like it's not just there to make you super sad for two hours. It's, it's a really good movie and quite possibly. And yes, I know he played Hannibal Lecter, but it quite possibly Anthony Hopkins best performance that he's ever, uh, ever in his career. Even, wow. even better than that Transformers movie he was in. It's up there anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, c3po stop playing the piano okay that's a that's a coming soon movie but i really don't want to watch it again <laughs> stop that <sighs> but drew thank you for bringing us fear.com for discussing fear.com with us um you also have a podcast why don't you tell the people where they can find you oh gosh well every two weeks the uh the real feels podcast will be on any podcatcher that you want to choose to plug into your ear holes. We'll bring you a uh, a new movie genre along with a new movie every single time. You can catch us up on Twitter at Pod. Search up on Facebook, Instagram. Just Google us. You'll find us there. All right. And that's R-E-E-L. R-E-E-L because we like wordplay. <laughs> <laughs> and we're also a movie podcast. There you go. <laughs> um, awesome. And uh, I guess... Before we go to, we should hint at uh, what's coming up next. Well, actually, you know what? Let's not hint because everyone, anyone who's seen the live draw knows that we're doing Listener's Choice Month uh, coming up because mm. in June, starting up next week. And the first movie we're going to cover is Three Ninjas. 
So there you go. Three ninjas given to us by Justin. Also uh, requested by three people, three different people. So it was in there a few times. So I figured we would get it. But as we uh, as we wrap up here, um, Nathan, is your good friend Montrose there to say a few things? Hello! It's your good friend Montrose Mankington III here. Yes, I... I it is unfortunate uh, that you chaps had to suffer through this god-awful pile of garbage. Uh, but you know what would make you feel better? If you headed on over to Montrose Monkington TV on YouTube. As I know you both like the graps or the wrestling. Uh, and there I, I talk about it almost exclusively. Drew especially. Uh, Drew, Drew has watched it since the beginning. Is I have heard that he is the number one WWE fan. Uh, and, and it's it's and you have that Gilbert chap on. I mean, I'm sure that that Drew's knowledge of WWE and wrestling history alone is more encyclopedic than mm. that of 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 Ryan Gilbert. Uh, but I, I'm getting sidetracked. Uh, yes, Montrose Monkington TV on the YouTube. Uh, you can also be friends with me at uh, the Facebook group Montrose Monkington the Third. Desire to to tweet at me uh, or DM me. Uh, don't say it the way those those. Awful chaps on this show say it, but uh, it's a direct message. Uh, you can do that at Montrose the Third. That's number three RD on your Twitter devices. Thank you. More later. Be sure to slide into Montrose's dirty mouth. Oh, you are bastard. <laughs> That's what I thought it was. Well, there we go. We've reached the end. Drew, I want to thank you again for joining us for another great film. Um, whoa, actually, you know what, Drew? Better than Cool World? <laughs> is is this better than Cool yeah. World? Yeah. No. No. Okay. God, no. no. Okay, just wondering. Just wondering what you thought. I don't think I so would, either. I would watch Cool World again in a heartbeat over this shit. <laughs> yeah. So, Nathan, do you have any questions about Fear.com? I don't know what they would be, but... Ooh, boy, howdy. Um, so, okay. With a movie that costs... 40 million pissing dollars to make. And with a movie where you get Jeffrey Crooms and Udo Kier and do not use them to their fullest abilities. And with a movie that is is clearly fully plagiarized uh, from the ring with a dash of seven. and, And, oh, sorry, also with a movie where your lead is Steven Dorf. And he's not, you know, on his knees doing uh, a Tim Conway impression. I-, I simply have to ask. Yes? What were they thinking? For porn. I got a fast connection so I don't have to wait. For porn. What? There's always some new site. For porn. I browse all day and night. For porn. It's like I'm surfing at the speed of light. For porn. Trekkie. The internet is for porn. Trekkie. The internet is for porn. What are you doing? Why you think the net was born? Porn, porn, porn. Trekkie. Hello, Kid Monster. You are ruining my song. Oh, me sorry. Me no mean to. Well, if you wouldn't mind, please being quiet for a minute so I can finish. Okie dokie. Good. 
I'm glad we have this new technology. For porn. Uh, which gives us untold opportunity. For porn. Oh, sorry. From your own desktop. For. You can research, browse, and shop. Until you've had enough and you're ready to stop. For porn. The internet is for porn. The internet is for porn. Me up all night hugging me. Horn to porn. Porn. Porn.